Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 126 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Sailor. Willie. Christian, as you were doing your opening there, my mainest man stuff, mm-hmm. I look over and Chael left his chew here. Chael which... shoes, huh? Which is okay. now my that was now my chew. Oh, all right. Well, sorry about that, Chael. Yo, how great was he? Yeah, that was, it awesome. was awesome. You know, that's we don't have a lot of guests on this show, and that's by design. And we, I think we've said this before, but um, guests can be really boring. Guests sometimes don't say things, and we or like they, yeah, they say they say coach speak. You know, they yeah. say. They say everything you expect them to say, and they're boring, So most if, of them. If you're on our so, show, it's because we think you are particularly interesting and will have something to say. So we don't have a lot of guests, but when we do, we make it count. And we certainly made it count with Jail Sun. I've never gotten more, never received more feedback on a show than maybe we did for this one. Chael just crushes it. Yeah, it was Ultra. great. Like he, <laughs> okay. So I listened to this podcast, um... Called, called I Am Rap Report. It's Michael Rappaport's podcast. It's really good. It's not safe for work or really any place, but he's really interesting guy. And he he's, he always says this thing: no fact checking. We don't do any fact checking here. No fact checking. Like he just says <laughs> what he thinks. That's what I hear with Chael. Because Chael, like he he talked for an hour and a half, right? And he said a lot of stuff. So most of it was true. Some of the stuff he just I think he thought it was true. Like he said, Mark Hall was like two and one against Bo Nickel, and that's not true. And but. All in all, he, he he's just like. Well, anybody's gonna get, anybody's gonna get a couple things wrong. Most, but of the he time says it with such incredible conviction, is what made it, uh, made it interesting. It was it was it was really cool having him on, and he uh, got ninety nine percent of stuff right. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. Do you think Les Gutches is he, the greatest wrestler of all time? Absolutely. If you're Chael Sonnen. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean he, you know, he could carry. The conversation he can carry a wrestling conversation, and so he he messes up the Mark Halbo Nickel uh, all time series record or whatever. Who cares? Um, I knew it was going to be like that. I knew it was going to be Chael coming on and just carrying the tune, and uh, we wouldn't have to worry too much about you know when mo- another thing when you have guests is you have to kind of lead them in the right direction or 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 induce some interesting thoughts out of them. Not with Chael. No, n- none yeah. whatsoever. None whatsoever. He, act- <laughs> he 
Yeah, he made it. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to worry about anything interesting. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so thanks again to Chael Sonnen for coming on, doing a little extra time for love of the game. That was great. Um, so, yeah, where do you want to go now, Willie? Well, uh, obviously, I want to talk about the World Cup. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to digest. It's one of those, um, you know, you're sitting there, and it's like, this is my second year I went, and and uh, it's one of those that you just put on the docket from now on, right? Like, I'm not, I, I'm not missing one ever again. Even if it's in Tehran? Look, I'm going. You're going? Oh, no doubt. And I mean, Do you think you'll be a celebrity in Iran? Probably me like. <laughs> Why not? First of all, I will walk around with my Yazdani the Greatest shirt on. Yeah. Instant instant credibility over there. Seriously. Um. So I want to talk about that, but listen, let me say, we we don't get into politics and religion and all this stuff too often, right? Or like never, like stay away from that stuff, but. I gotta say, man, like we're I'm 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 at the World Cup in LA, and I wake up the day of, and I see, I, I actually saw a tweet from Michelle. The first thing I saw was a tweet from Michelle Beadle, and it said, "This is disgusting," and it was a response to the Orlando situation that was very insensitive. And the 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 tweet was from Dan Patrick. <laughs> which I thought was the ESPN old sports Dan Patrick, but it wasn't. It was a what is it, Christian? Someone you—he's that's your people. He's a Texan. He was a lieutenant. He's a lieutenant governor in Texas. You probably voted for him, and you probably thought you were voting for the radio personality Dan Patrick. No, no like no. Dan's a good guy. I love it. So I love anyway, his take I see on the this, Warriors. I see this tweet from Beetle, and I'm like, "What? What is going on? I don't. What? What is this in relationship to?" And then you see it, right? This Orlando thing, and I'm not going to get into it, other than to say. I just don't get it. I'm not going to get into religion or sexual orientation, but other than to say, I don't understand the senselessness of these things that go on anymore. I don't. I don't understand how you pick up a gun. If you have a problem with the way society is, if you have an issue with the things that are going on in your community, advocate. Start a group. Start a blog. Talk to your people in your community. Do not pick up a gun and go killing people. I don't get it. Don't get it. No. Well, yeah. Obviously, it's it's not something that's easily understood. Um, I I I hate this stuff for so many reasons. I don't like that. I mean, the, the basic is that it's, it's a horrific tragedy, and you know, something we continue to see. But the, what makes it worse? is are people's reactions to it after the fact where every tragedy becomes a validation of a worldview or a political view that's all my that's all social media has become it's become my people who are for strong gun control uh, they they're like they were right the people who uh, who think you know gun control's not the solution you know this is how they were right it's you know, the people who feel this way about homosexuals or about Islam. It's, it's just a validation of whatever you felt beforehand. And I don't think that's what these tragedies are. They're not to be – I don't think – something this evil 
can't be tangibly placed in a box of, yeah, I was right about this. But that's what it's become, someone saying how you know their perspective on it's right. And I don't think there's any black and white answers on something that where sin and evil are at this deep uh, of the root of the yeah, issue. I don't know. I'm not, I don't I don't want to get into my my personal thoughts on the matter because some will agree and some disagree and this is not a political show. I just <laughs> I don't get the killing. I get the I get the people have different ideas. Um I have different ideas than you. I don't kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about wrestling. Okay. We were able, everyone got along great at the World Cup. All different countries, different religions, different backgrounds. And um, that, that was a, a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> there was this guy. I'll tell you what. Press conferences are weird things. And press conferences, oh. it, press conferences in wrestling are a little weird and a little boring and a little, uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're not ideal. But when you say we all got along, it reminded me of at the press conference, some guy, he wasn't like a normal wrestling journalist. He was like an L.A. person. And he asked, he asked Nanad Lalovic, could you envision, first of all, he, he spoke really crazily. He's like, could you imagine a world six years ago where wrestling is leading sports in world peace? And it was just such a weird question. First of all, Nanad wasn't there six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, apart from that, let's talk about the press conference in general and, and what they kind of are in wrestling and how it's the right idea. It's like you should have a press conference before a major event. But I don't think we do ourselves any favors for the event no. when we nope. make it these feel-goodery, rah-rah type of things. In, there needs to be some like conflict. Like you need Burroughs and Yaz Danny sitting up there. Maybe not. I mean, I'm not saying let's take this the UFC route where you got McGregor and Diaz swearing at each other. It doesn't have to be that. But let's get a little. Let's get some conversation. Let's get some back and forth between the teams. Let's build a rivalry. Get Tony Ramos to say something. You know, I'm gonna beat the Iranian. I mean, whatever. You know. Put a personality up there. Put another personality from another country yeah. up there, and what? let's make it a, something that builds interest in the event. Yeah, what the, what they've become is almost a state of the union, and a very not, not not state of the union, but a very generic state of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're doing very good. We're honored to be here in LA. Um, there's there's the good things going on in wrestling worldwide. There's a lot of different countries. Uh, doing better and the national governing bodies are doing better and we're a healthy sport and thank you for having us in LA every every event right mm -hmm. and it's just i mean first of all it was like it was like a half hour away it was it was 10 miles in LA traffic away from the host hotels and and Christian was like are you going i was the only one there no one else had arrived no one else had arrived in LA and Christian's like, are you going? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's far away. It's going to take a long time to get there, a long time to get back. And I promise you, nothing's gonna, nothing of note is going to be said. And he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I think you should be there. I'm like, all right, yeah, you're right. I should be there. I was like, it's streaming on Flow. Like, I'll watch it. He's like, nah, you should probably be there. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm just, you know, it's just an inconvenience. And I know that nothing's going to be said. So I went there, and, and nothing of note was said. 
And you think and you sit there and you think what it could be, right? You could have like you could have hype, you know? Yeah. You could you could you could have um information and athletes that are relevant to the event. Um, you know, Adeline Gray was there and Adeline Gray's great, but she's not even wrestling. Yeah. You know? Um Yeah, I I think it was uh and it's it's gonna take time. So like they're making the right decision that should we have a press conference before this major event? Yes is the answer. How the, now they need to work to the how. What's the best way to do it? What's the way to build interest in the event? And maybe that's not you're not, maybe you're not gonna get that for a United World Wrestling event. Maybe that's not their space to kind of build a storyline in that way. But I think you gotta do it. I think I, I think it is. I mean, why is it not? I I don't know. But I I think. I don't know that is that the role of an of a international governing body, you know, to um, if they, what do you mean? Is it their role? I mean, do they want their sport to be successful? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Is it their role? Yeah, it's their role. It's their role. Put put the Iranian and the, and the Russian coaches up there and the United States coaches up there. Talk. Uh, how do you feel about your lineup? How do you feel about your process? Um, you know, put some athletes up there. Uh, that are gonna wrestle each other, right? Can Chinkishvili and Rahimi, you know, there's a possibility that matchup happening. Talk, talk about it, right? Um, I yeah, it could be it, it could be it could be more relevant. Yeah, I mean, if if you get up there and two athletes say they're gonna beat each other and they're gonna win, and it gets a little tense. Yeah, you, you're gonna watch that match. You're gonna watch it. If you got someone. You know, if we're talking about world peace and we're talking about, you know, like you said, it's a state of the union. Well, this you could do that anytime, any place, anywhere. You do that in a press release. Let's have something relevant to the event. Let's build interest in the event and make people want to want to watch it. If they can't come, you know, maybe they'll say, "Wow, I got to go to this. I'm in Los Angeles." But if not, you know, they'll want to watch or want to follow along and see what happened. And that's that's a that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, you want to move on to Team USA? Um, no, because okay. while we're in this vein, you know, we, we had issues on Friday. This is another area where we got to do better here, right? So, as we all know, Team USA made a, a major couple of lineup changes. Like, you know, the rosters came out and have been coming out the last month or so, right? And so we knew basically who would be there, but you could those are those are worth as much as this, you know, as a piece of paper, right? They're not worth anything. They yeah. you could change them on the fly. Russia could say, "Yeah, we're sending Le, Le, Lebedev, Romanov, Sajulayev, <laughs> Boltikayev," and then they just don't bring those guys. Like there's nothing holding them to these lineups, right? Right. So weigh-ins happen, and we're like, we know our lineups very different from what it was. What about these other teams? We need to get these rosters out so we know who's here. We need to let the people know what's going on. And I spent the better part of an entire evening trying to acquire this information. And I couldn't get it from anyone. I tried all night to get information. Couldn't hear back. They weren't up on United World Wrestling. Didn't hear anything from USA Wrestling. Eventually was able to get them um, from Gary Abbott. He provided them. But it was like pulling the teeth. The next day. The right? next day. The next day. The day of the I mean, event. We're trying to. We're trying to. We're trying to figure out and let the people know 
you know, breaking down the duels, uh, getting cor- correct pronunciations, um, making sure, you know, this is it, preparing for the event I and mean, letting people know about th- it. At the and very root of it, we who is rosters. wrestling? Who who's is wrestling? wrestling? We don't know who's wrestling. Yeah, we know Iran is wrestling. Who did they bring? Who is here? Okay? We're, we're not asking for a lot. And that's a huge ball drop. That's a huge dereliction of... Do- I mean, you're just not doing your job if you're not getting that. At the bottom line, who is here wrestling? Get that out for the world. I mean, get it to us. We'll get it to the world. But to make it that hard for us to get that information... I mean, that we're begging as... No one would have ever had it if if we didn't put it out there. You know, if we didn't hustle and try to get all these lineups. And I... To me, that's that's uh that's an area of improvement. We gotta know who's at these events, and that should sure. not be something there's, that we're asking for. Um, it's it's a very basic thing, and something that's very successful, um, in promotion of tournaments. Uh, and it's it's not only this event; it's not only you know, World Cup. It's it's any UWW event, and it's it's any USA wrestling event. I'll tell you right now, you can't go on. You can't go on any site and find out the cadet rosters for cadet tools this weekend. And that's a fail. That's yeah. a fail. How can you market and pump up and build anticipation for an event when you don't know who's there? And, and I'll tell you, look at the same thing for Fargo. Do you know how frustrating it is to not know who's going to be at Fargo until, until weigh-ins happen and then try to write a preview for it? Right. You know, uh, and, and it's, you know, high school tournaments, you're talking about 14, 15-year-old kids, okay? It's one thing. It's it's different. I get it. There's an angle for us that makes it important. This is the World Cup. Does it matter? Does the World Cup matter? It feels like it matters. It feels like an important thing. Well, if it matters, then can we know who's wrestling in the event? Can we know who weighed in and what they weighed? Can we know what the depth charts are? Can we... Type these names out so we know how to say it. Can we let the world know who's there? To me, that is basic, okay? And I get what you're saying. Standard operating procedure. But what I'm saying is it's proven to work, right? Like there's message board threads and there's tweets about World Cup rosters and lineups, and everybody's all into it. Everybody's like, ooh, let me see. Let me see. People want to know this stuff. Yes. But when the people, when the guys actually weigh in and there's lineup changes – and we can't get simple weigh-in sheets or ro- final rosters. Uh, look at look at Super Thirty Two. When it comes to Super Thirty Two time, people check the registration list on a daily basis, mm-hmm. like crazed animals. Who's gonna be here? This is gonna be great. Let's see who's in it, right? So it's a it's a basic fundamental. It's standard operating procedure. It should be standing operating procedure to see who's wrestling in an event. Yeah, that was that was a big frustration. So we had some frustrations, some things, areas of improvement. We're not calling anyone out, but let's just say it. Let's do better here. There's no, there's nothing you could tell me that I would accept as a reason for them not to be up. So I don't need an excuse. Just get them up. All right, moving forward. Just let's do this right because when the wrestling started. Everything was right. Everything was great. I thought the event ran I was awesome. amazingly. The wrestling was incredible. The atmosphere was outstanding. The presentation of um, 
in the forum. Oh my god, uh, yeah, that was better than the world championships. I mean, I thought with the lights, I think it's by far one of the best presented events. Yeah, it was on par with world. It was on par. I mean, it it was. No, it was, was, it's better than Worlds. It's dark in there. Yeah, I thought, th- yeah. Um, Aesthetically. You're, you're focused on a couple mats. There's, the lighting is, I mean, we're talking about lighting, right? But it's it's neat. It's cool. It's different. And it it just, it just screams importance. Yes. 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 I, yeah, I, you I, know, I it's not a, it's not a tournament where people are rolling up mats on the side and like, uh, it's disorganized. There's a crowd. There's a center of attention that's presented well, and it's focused, and that's everything that a, that a that a high level tournament should be. It was it, it was great in that respect. Yeah, no question. Um, all right, twenty minutes of things beating around the bush. Let's get to the scrapping. Let's go hey, through it. All right. Well, the first thing you want to talk about, right, is where is Team USA? Team USA had. Two losses, both on criteria, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, four four splits. Oh, so close or oh, so far away. Um, we're right there. We're, I mean, sh- yeah, all right. Here's what I'll say. We can play the. If we had Burroughs, if we had Tervel card, we can play that card, and we can say hypothetically, yeah, we would win. We would have won both duels we lost if we had those guys. But you know what? Don't play that game too much because they're, they're because Russia let brought their D squad and still almost won. And if Russia brings their A team, Lebedev, Romanov, Kadoyev, Sajulayev, Diana Boltakayev, and um, Makov, it's game over. Okay, they smoke everybody. So settle down a little bit there. But yes, we are close. We are. I think we will beat the Iranians at the Olympics. I will even go that far. I think we have a better team. Um, so I, I thought we looked outstanding for the most part. Um, I thought Dennis Dennis is the most interesting one for me. Let's let's go through the lineup, Dan. Let's start with Dan. To see Daniel Dennis score real points against Rahimi and score real points against Kanchikashvili is very, very encouraging. Very encouraging. It would have been one thing if he'd have went 1-1 one, one, or 2-1 shot clock points and things like that. You can do that. That can happen. You can have a close result. But he scored real points against those guys. Dan Dennis, Dan Dennis was up 6-0 on a two-time world finalist, the returning world champ. Mm-hmm. And so so you say huh, there's a lot of guys that don't score six points on Kinchikishvili. And to just do it basic, it wasn't like he caught him with a counter. It's like, I'm going to double leg you. I'm going to gut you this way. I'm going to gut you this way again. 6-0. Just like that. Just like basic day one. Freestyle wrestling. Did stuff. you see Kinchinkishvili? I don't know. He he did this in my direction. You were on the opposite side of the map. But after Dennis gutted him, he got up and was rubbing his ribs. Yeah. He made this. Well, that's not what I noticed. I noticed this face. And this is when I knew. I was like, oh, boy. I shouldn't get too excited about this. He he uh, he gets gutted twice. He gets up. And he's, like, facing me. He makes this look like, what are you doing? Like, daggone. Like, like really, like almost like sheepish. Like I just got taken down. Got not like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. It was like, what are you doing, Vladimir? Like, come on, snap out of it. And then, boom, takedown. Then another takedown, and then he pinned him. Like, whoa, like, talk about don't poke the lion. This dude, 
Well, I think was didn't you tweet? Didn't you tweet something to the effect of? I've seen Kinchingish really just turn it on when he wants to. Yeah, some... it happened. He was like just wrestling, wrestling. A couple minutes in, all right, this guy gets a step out. It's two one. I'm losing. All right, let's go. And he just scores like eight or nine straight. Like he just he can. He's a he's a switch flipper. That's what he is. That's what he does. And he did it really well. And he did it against uh, Daniel Dennis really well. Like kind of left. Uh, there's not many matches where you go down six zero and you leave no doubt, but. He left no doubt, but I still am very, very encouraged. So there's a tier. It's tiers. We talk about tiers a lot, Willie. And yep. Rahimi and Kanchikishvili are a tier. And I think that was proven. And I think Dan can score on them, but can he keep those guys off his legs? I don't know. I, I would have thought. I was surprised to see guys get to his legs that much. Now, these other guys in the world, I think he can go with. I think... And and certainly he can go with the best guys, but I think he's right there in that tier, that second tier of guys. What do you think? I I owe you five bucks. Yeah. No, was, uh, come on, come on. <laughs> um, we had a couple bets in there, but um, I you know I think Dennis is like. I think Dennis is right there with like ninety nine percent of the guys in the world. Uh, I don't know if he can. A beat a Rahimi or a Kinchingishvili, but I'm feeling pretty good about most others. Feel I I yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna stay reserved there. I'm not gonna say feeling good, but you know he can compete with him. You're not yeah. gonna be like we're gonna get smoked here. No one. I don't think Daniel Dennis could get smoked by anyone. Um, so yeah, I I thought Dan looked good. I wish he I wish the Indians would have brought Kumar get to see him another time, but he certainly was tested. And he looked good in his match against Azerbaijan. That's that's the match, right? Because, like you say, we're talking about tears. That's the match that I wish we could have saw Kumar because he's not on the tier of King Chingishvili and, and Rahimi, but he might be that next one. And so it would have been really nice to see Dennis against him. Right. Right, yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. I would have loved But it, all the same, watching him against King Chingishvili and Rahimi was a great treat. was a great treat. And... Uh, yeah, so you got to be excited for for Dan Dennis, and he's got he's Over, felt that right. He's felt those guys. I think that's good for him. Overall, like Iran, their conditioning is awesome. It's pretty crazy, right? They come back in the second period, like I don't know, man. They are. You, you, there was a very obvious. It was very obvious that Iran excelled in the second period, and Russia f- collapsed. But you know that's. Again, that's not their A guys, but Russia was in bad shape. Yeah, I I thought so too. I mean, Kadisov almost <laughs> against Odakadze, he was up like nine zero and won like ten oh, nine. Right, and he was he needed a respirator in that match against Iran too. Against Iran's like fourth guy. So. That guy, that guy was so interesting to me. Oh, like, Jack, he came he out. Looked, he looked like his his like, stance was so bad, and his right, like. You're starting in the World Cup. You're starting a match in the World Cup for Iran. You you know what you're doing. You're you, you're you're pretty good, right? Yeah. This dude looked like he just put on a singlet. Like they pulled him out of the stands. His mannerisms, his stance, his motion. He was spastic. <laughs> it, especially, it was more noticeable early on. He's kind of. I don't know what if what it was. If it was a shtick or if he was just trying to be a, a little different early or give. Gadisov a strange look, but he's pretty. I mean, like when he 
changed levels and pulled the trigger. His penetration steps were kind of surprisingly fast. Um, but yeah, that guy was a little weird. But yeah, second period for Iran, it kind of got funny. Like Bader and I are calling the finals, and like it just became this theme. Like we just were saying it every single match, but like a guy would be winning from Russia, would be like, but Iran second period, and then just like clockwork, Ismail Poor, you know, Rahimi, all these dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what do you think of Ramos at sixty one? I thought he wrestled well, all things considered, but I think this will be a, an eye-opening thing for Tony that, and I don't know this to be true, that he's like considered being like a full-on 61 guy, but I think it kind of shows he's a, he's a 57 kilo. Yeah, he, he, he not, that he shouldn't, not that he shouldn't go for the world team spot at 61. I mean, yeah, for sure. But I he just... You look at him next to Ismail Poor, and it's Ismail like, Poor just pushed him around. He couldn't stay in the middle with him. Ismail Poor was too big. Yeah, it was like an unsolvable problem against that guy. I but, mean, you almost had to feel for Tony because this guy's big, and he's pushing him around the mat, and Tony's fighting to stay in there. And it's just like this isn't going to get better because he's too damn big. Yeah, he was just too big to and. Let's not you saw, like, Let's like not you just saw me- it in the first. You, you saw it. Oh, Ismail Poor is amazing. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Like, the guy's good. He's big. You saw it in the first 20 seconds. Like, he's going to move Tony around. We're going to have five minutes and 40 more seconds of this. How big was that takedown, though, that Tony got? Tony able to score. Dude. That was that was a, a cutty one, man. Like, And we talked about this, Willie, you and I. And I want to talk about it again. Dual meets are they're, they're amazing. They're perfect. They're these perfectly timed little TV shows, little web episodes that are full of drama. They're, it's easy to understand. R8 versus your 8. And, you know, something – every duel matters. Every point matters. Tony getting that takedown almost put us in position to win. If we don't get, you know – Smoked by yes, Danny Chirati. You know, maybe we were right there in it. Um, but I, I just think duels are great. I think duels are perfect. And Tony getting that takedown illustrates why duels are really cool, and not just international yeah. wrestling. And I like, I, I pretty much like the system of of you get a point for a win, and then and then the the criteria points, the classification points. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think those and, are and, more- and pretty. Pretty accurate. For the most part, there is one that makes no sense at all, where winning one zero is the same as winning eleven to one. Like it's the same oh. ratio for points. That that's nonsense. Like that's just a lack of common sense. Well, that's not the case. That's not. It true. is. It is. If winning win, one zero is not the same as winning eleven to one. It's three zero if you win um, by a decision, oh, but oh, you show oh, yeah. yeah, so it is yeah. the same. So that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, that I could win by ten. And also, yeah, I think maybe there should be like a they should they should go from. I don't know. A pin should be six. I think there should be like a major in there, somewhere. Like if you win by more than five, because several times guys won by nine points and it was the same as winning by one point. Yeah, yeah. But a tech should never be the same as a one point shutout. You know, a one zero win. Yeah. But yes. So Tony, I mean. He went two and two, I guess, but he beat a junior world champ and a world fifth. 
Uh, so not a bad day at the office. No, he fought. I mean, that dude fought, right? Um, he just finds ways to make things happen. He said in his post-match interview um, that he's getting more creative, and we, he did some stuff we didn't do. As soon as he came right, as soon as he came out of the gates, um, that level check, that level check, like you could see a little Coleman Scott. Wow, well, he's in, been he's been doing that level change thing for a long time. Um, yes, but it was more pronounced, and he even said it. He even he even said it. I said I said you can see a little bit Coleman stuff in you, and he's like. Yeah, that level change stuff. I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to get that from Coleman. Um, but uh, yeah, undersized, fought, looked. A l it was very, very interesting to watch uh, him, him evolving a little bit, um, but a little too small for the for the world class. Also, also recall, guy. recall this: a plus two kilos, which is like four pounds, sure. plus two sure. kilos. Also, they weighed in two days before. So Ismail Poor could have weighed untold. I mean, it's one thing to put the weight on within 24 hours. It's like two days post weigh-ins mm -hmm. when he wrestled him. So he was, you know, you got to figure 155 pounds maybe. Good point. Big. Good point. Okay, next up is Frank. Frank Molinero. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I mean. He Hold on. Let me tell you who he beat. Right. He beat number 10, Jakob Shvili. He beat uh, Mohammadi, who was number four. Is that the only, and, and he beat Muslimov from Azerbaijan. But uh, awesome, awesome day. I mean, look, man, this whole this whole episode, we, me and Christian, we could be the title of this episode could, could be We Told You So. Yeah, I don't want to go that way. Why not? Why would you not? What are you sitting back on your haunches for? Listen, we said the process is fine. We got the right guys. We even asked you guys out there who were saying we need a different process because we didn't get the right guys. We said, name names. Who are you talking about? Because we know you're talking about Molinaro, and at the time, we know you're talking about Jaden Cox. The process is fine. And then you guys started spamming us on Twitter, all this stuff about Russia, and we said Frank was the right guy. The whole time. Yeah. No question. No well, question. So what are you saying now? I'm just, listen, I knew I was right then. I mean, I what's the point? I was sticking my chest out. Like, I, I, nothing. nothing's changed in my mind at all. Frank, I, I mean, the run he's on right now, the guys he's beaten. <laughs> Don Machado, Don Machado of uh, Under Armour and Flips is sitting next to me during the World Cup and... Frank, you know, wins. I think it was Muslimov. He pulled it out, and Don turns to me and he goes, "Kids on a heater. <laughs> yeah, kids on, kids on a run. He's hot. He is red, absolutely red hot. And that the Muhammadi match is one of the more dramatic matches I've seen. For he's down two. They give him. They just hand him a point for a club. Give yeah. me a freaking break on this. They will. They will." Stop a match 67 times to say hands out of the face. How many times they tell, what match was that? It doesn't matter. Guy was going hand to the face, hand to the face, hand to the face, 36 times. And then he just kept stopping the match to say, watch the hands of the face. Okay, but Frank lets one club go. First time caution and one. And you know what? And it gets confirmed. And you know what? Um, 
I, we could talk about officiating stuff, which I thought overall was pretty darn good. Oh, I good. did too. I did too. There were, there were there were a couple things where it was like, no, this is not right. But uh, the the quantity of calls, the, the 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 officiating was pretty darn good. Um, but Frank, that caution goes down three zero, and you're like, he's down three zero to Muhammad. This is problems. Ball game. This is, right. And Frank comes back. Two takedowns, same attack, a different attack than we're used to seeing from Frank. I mean, that. Well, Frank, in, in his post match interview, he goes, he stopped my A, he stopped my B, he stopped my C. I had to go to my D. I, I told, he's like, I told Cody in the corner, he's like, he's like, watch this, I'm going to try this. And it worked. Twice. Twice, Willie. He hit this attack, same attack, two timed, got the finish. I mean, that is just guts on guts on guts for him to. For him Figuring to do that, I mean, I was I was incredibly impressed. And now he's gone from a guy, um, you know, well, we'll see what we get here, right? Like we weren't feeling that great about the way to, all right, hey, how can you how can you say Frank Molinero can't medal at this tournament in Rio? How how can you say it at this point? The only guy's wrestling. I'm very encouraged by Frank. I thought I thought he was the right guy from the start. Um. That being said, we haven't meddled at that weight since uh, 1962. Six. Yeah, 06. Um, and Bill Zadix campaign. Bill Zadix's like uh, slogan for for getting the job should have been like "Make 66 kilos great again." Um, now it's like it's a weird thing because I think that Frank Molinero can beat anybody, but I also think his matches are so incredibly close it like gives you a heart attack. Right, um, he, yeah, they were all pretty dang tight. Like he, I don't like if if he gets his draw at Rio, um, I, I'm like, yeah, he can beat anybody. I don't care what his draw is. But at the same time, everyone's so close. Like even even if he would wrestle like a, I don't know, not a good guy, not a known commodity. It's like, just just be careful, Frank. You know, like create some different distance. There's really no way he has a, a good draw at Rio because it's the weight is saturated with elite guys. I mean, mm-hmm. Boris Novotkov, um, you know, one of the last guys in. Frank Molinero was like the Frank Molinero is the last guy to qualify for Rio at this weight, and he just went undefeated at the World Cup and looked darn good doing it. So hopefully the momentum continues. I mean, he's on a hot streak, man, and there's something to be said for that momentum. But he's got it maintain it and continue how one thing a point i started to make and then action happened during the world cup was frank is 27 how when what is the who gets who jumps from i'm pretty good like i don't even know he was just a guy on the ladder he was a depth guy for years like every now and again he'll beat someone solid but he was just a dude he was just a dude at 66, 65, okay? And then he was just a dude most of this year and then had a nice Pan Ams. Well, yeah. I, I, I see where you're going. You're saying who at that level, at that, who jumps levels like that at that point in their career? And I think that goes to show, I think that is exactly why when he won the trials, people were like, Yes, he won the trials, but that's one tournament. That's one day, uh, and we need a different system. And that's why I think they didn't really respect Frank enough 
to say that he was the guy, that he was the right guy, because they're looking at his past where he's been a mid-tier guy in this country. And you have to look beyond that and look at what he's doing right now. Look at what he's doing right now. Yeah. And, and he was better. You have to use your eyeballs. Don't just use the name Frank Molinaro won. Use your eyeballs and see, say what he's doing. He's a different wrestler. He's a better wrestler now. Yeah, and is that just, man, I had my eyes focused on Rio. I'm going to be my best here. Like, how... To, to to make that improvement, Willie, is my point. Like to get better. I mean, to uh, jump yeah. to jump from level A where maybe he was to level E or whatever level he's at now. I uh, you don't see that at twenty seven. You see mm-hmm. a jump, you know, in your twenties or whatever. But to go from a guy, a guy, a guy, he's a guy, he's a guy, he's a guy to oh, I'm one of the world's best in months. Yeah, months. Yeah, who's done that? Who's done it? He didn't win the Feral. He didn't win um, U.S. Ken- Nationals. Kendall? I mean, who's done it? You know, Kendall is a guy. He never made a world team. He's just, uh, he just uh, showed up and won Olympics, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, in a way, he, he he's only made a team, but Jimmy Kennedy's a guy that you could say he's a late bloomer. And just because Jimmy hasn't come home with a medal, he was... He was in the 60-61 sphere for a while, and he never really got on that level. And then he t- until he did, he just jumped levels in 14 and was unreal, and he beat Bogomov that year. And now he's not – I don't know how old – Jimmy's probably Frank's age, so he did it at like maybe 25 or so. So he's mm-hmm. a little late. Um, Coleman Scott, his first team was in 2012, first and only, I guess. Was in 2012, and then he won bronze. So, you know, maybe it's not all that unprecedented, but it feels it just feels a little different. Like you just don't see this very often. Yeah, it does. Um, okay, James Green is he the best 70 kilogram in the world right now? No, I mean, um, what are you gonna say, Gazi Mugamato? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually am. Okay, well, yeah, uh, but he's hurt. <laughs> he hasn't wrestled. Okay. Um, James looked as good as we've seen him look. I mean, he he smashed, right? Like, he was, he looked outstanding. But, it's four, four guys. He beat four guys. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not a contrarian in that way. But, it's, it's easy to come away, undefeated at World Cup, undefeated at World Cup. Um, I mean, he's a world medalist already, right? So, we know about he where. He beat four guys. He beat four guys. They're all world and... ranks. Or not, They're maybe all, not all world ranked. Yeah, highly ranked guys. Uh, three of them. Three of them. Three. Seven, twelve, and seven, twelve, and sixteen. Right. There's not. If there's someone better than him, there's maybe one, one or two guys. I mean, as Danny Chirotti is. I was talking or DMing with um, the, the Iranian guy on Twitter, who really is. He knows a lot about Iranian wrestling, and he said that Hosin Connie. He didn't think Green would be able to beat him. He said, this guy goes close with yes, Danny Chirotti. Um, I don't think, you know, after seeing how he beat him, I don't think. And he's he has kind of a shtick he uses on Twitter, but in, in private messaging, he's a pretty honest guy who will give you a real um, good take. And he did not think that Green would be able to beat him. So I, I think 
he's maybe jumping levels. He's maybe continuing to improve. His transition game is, I mean, he's a match ender. When he when he's yeah, getting two of those downs, matches were ten zero. You know, he's there were like two or three times where he got takedowns on the edge. And immediately transitioned to the lace and just didn't have the room to like just lace the dude up and go. But you could tell his the lock was good on his lace, and it was that's something that you're seeing. That's how guys are winning you, world titles. I know it's I know it's different, right? I know sixty sixty five is not seventy. I know it's it's a big it's a big difference. But is it James to me is not all that big. I just. It's such a night and day. Crazy, right? I mean, when he's when he's at one weight and he's at the other. It's eleven pound difference, but it's they're worlds apart. I mean, he wasn't good at Pan Ams, as nope. you recall, down, and he certainly was not good at the Olympic trials. He's just not a. He's not a. He's not a sixty-five. He's not a sixty-five. He's a seventy. And boy, he's. He's jumped levels. I mean, he's improving, and I think. Yeah, he's on the short list to win a title for sure. I until you beat the guy that smashes the guy that smashed you, I can't put him there yet. But Russia's gonna have someone really good, whoever they send at seventy, whether it's Gaji Magomedov. I mean, let's or... remember, let's remember, James Green beat the sixty-five kilogram of world champion when it was at seventy. You know, Chimizo. Mm-hmm. So now he's starting to stack up. A long list of wins. Maybe I'm being too slow on Green. I don't know. I, I, I'm just not ready to say he's the best in the world, right? And sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll say that. Well, I don't. I, I, maybe, I'm not. I'm not the guy that's like I got to see it first. I can get. I can get down with you. I can get down with the thought that is like, uh, I'm not ready to say he is the best, but it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Yeah, and I'm not like. That guy that's like, I got to see it first. I'm not that way at all. I'm never that way. But I think till he beats whoever Russia sends, it's, it's going to be tough to say because they are the bar. All right. No, JB, congratulations on Beautiful the baby. Beautiful little girl. Aura, which means pray. We pray in Spanish. Pretty cool. Oh. Um, so we had Alex Derringer. The youngster, um, and I thought uh, he wrestled pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a confusing weekend. To see him lose to the Indian, although apparently there's compelling photographic evidence that that knee touched, um, and that he should have been awarded the two there at the end. That would have won in the match. However, but to see him smash Aliyev the way he did, uh, it's pretty dang good. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It depends what lens you look at it through. Like, you say that he lost to the Indian, who's not that decorated, but in a dual meet that we didn't really need the win in, and in the deed itself, where if that knee is down, it and it was, it's it's a win. Like if that knee touches, are we even talking? We're not even talking about that loss. Um. I'm talking. I'm talking about the deed in the deed. I think he's all right. I think he's good. I think he's where he needs to be. You know, he got pushed around a little bit by Chirati. That's a, that's a matchup that, um, it's gonna be tough the first time out. The first time you get your hands on Chirati, you're gonna have to make adjustments. Um, if you're an Alex Derringer, right? Maybe not if you're a Jordan Burroughs, but uh, 
I, I, I don't know. I thought he came away. I thought Ringer came away with a pretty solid performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did his job. He's our backup, and he's really not even our. He's probably our third or fourth best guy at this weight. So, you know, you're not gonna probably go. We're not. We're not there yet, depth wise, where we can go undefeated at the World Cup. Oh, he smashed a world bronze. He smashed Georgia. Hey, there's there's another case. Ringer won ten one and was working on a gut at the buzzer. If he, I know. If he gets that turn, it's a tech and 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 we tie in classification points too. Right. I don't know what what if, it came if down. If Dennis, to. if Dennis just got teched at that point, sixteen six, I think we win. Right. If Dennis gets teched and instead of pinned, and if Ringer gets that gut instead of uh, actually, if, if Dennis just throw out the daring result, just keep that as is. If Dang or, or if Dennis just got teched 16-6, we, we win the duel outright because that's a two-point swing because it goes from 5-0 pin to 4-1. To yes, yes, you're right. Mm. Yes, you're right. Brother Bear. Um, so, yeah, Dang, you know, he did his backup thing. The other story, 86 with Jaden, even though he lost a strange match, I, I am so encouraged. I think, I I feel so, I mean, we said it, I think after his Olympic qualification, I think he's going to medal. And now I really think he's going to medal. I, now I really feel confident that there's only maybe one or two guys in the world that can beat him. Second, yeah, I don't know. You know, after, um, I guess when he loses to, to who, he lost to Dado, right? Marcigas Billy? Yeah. Um, London Bronze. But, Dado 5,000? Yeah, I think people were like, oh, maybe we should pump the brakes on Jaden. No. And, but, well, I think that was a, I think that was a response of a lot of people. I think that was a response. And uh, we went back to the hotel afterwards. Me, Joe, and Bader were having a beer and dinner. And um, I said, you know what, guys? It might be the best thing to happen. Who, uh, You know, really, yes, we'd like to see him win that match, but... If you're gonna lose one, you want to lose it at the World Cup, not the World Champ or not the Olympics, and um, maybe it's a good thing for him to take a loss. You know, Jaden had started to get into this thing. If you look back, started to get in this thing where he really he didn't do much in the first periods. He would wrestle the second periods, and um, that's what happened in that match as well. He got in a big hole. He came back. Uh, matter of fact. If if they don't challenge that one, uh -huh. if they don't challenge that one instance, he's only down two, and then he can just go for the takedown at the end instead of having to get the big throw. Uh, maybe he wins that match, but in any case, he was down big, seven zero, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and, and he comes back, and and maybe now he, you know, he says, man, maybe I got to start putting up points in the first period too. Yeah, but not only was he not putting up points, like Dotto just got in. On basic attacks, like that double leg he took him down with, it was like he wasn't even like he was, yeah. he was take him. To, it was just a basic takedown. I mean, I yeah, didn't, I, I didn't uh, he was Jaden was a different person in the first and second period in almost every match. Yeah, but normally he doesn't have those lapses defensively. Normally, yeah, yeah. Um, so normally he can get away with that, but he didn't here, and uh, it'll be a lesson for him. But man, I, I the things he can do defensively. The things he can do, uh, short offense and that single leg. 
I couldn't believe. Here, and maybe I'm gonna have to have you back up a little bit, Willie, because I can't honestly say that. I think he didn't get points in the first period. He, that dude kicked out of or defended like three singles. I don't know if they were all in the first, but he got in deep on a couple singles, and this guy did what most people can't do, and I'll have to go back and watch to yeah, double check. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he had very good attacks that this guy was just a little too squirrely. All right, I, yeah, but I, yes, perhaps. But if you look at his matches, I think I think even going back to uh, Mustafa Jakar, I, I, I think it's been a series of Jaden Jaden doing his damage in the second period. I think he's a learner. I think I don't think it's like a I'm gonna come out and I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I think he just figures guys out how they move where they go the holes they want to get to and I think he processes and is learning and like formulating it's, on the fly. It's interesting you say that because when I interviewed him there in L.A. he said, "quote he I compartmentalize matches," mm-hmm. and and so that would play into what you're. What you're saying would play into that in in the sense that he's taking bits of information and processing it as he goes. Yeah, yeah. So that was Jaden. Good job by him. Feeling great about Jaden. Don't be discouraged, USA fans, about him losing a match. He's going to be just fine. First match he's lost. In, I mean, he lost to Dake, but you know he hasn't lost an international. He was on a pretty yeah. pretty nice hot streak there between... The Olympic Games qualifier, beat the streets, and then going into that last match, he hadn't lost. Snyder, I thought, man, he did his job. He won the matches. He was 4-0. Good job. You know, Otakadze, I think, wrestled the perfect match against Kyle. Like, he did not mm-hmm. do a thing. He didn't mm-hmm. do a thing. And he made mm-hmm. it in about one attack, maybe two attacks. There's, there's Actually, two attacks, two attacks. He got in deep twice. There's a case, right, with Kyle Snyder's an established star. He's a world champion. There's tape on him. Kyle's a case where, and you see this in Jordan Burroughs too, that Iranians won't wrestle him. Um, and you saw what Odekadze did, and you saw what somebody else did in the previous match. Uh, forget who it was. But the, uh, what I, my point is, people are scouting him, and people are wrestling him a certain way. So don't. I wouldn't take oh the the kid Alvarov. from Azerbaijan, the kid from Azerbaijan who was a revelation by the way I thought he was really good and I didn't know anything about him but uh uh you know I wouldn't take close wins um by Snyder at this tournament he had a two one win he had a three three win and I wouldn't question like why is Kyle winning close they're scouting him they're trying to hold him off they're doing different things they're not really wrestling him too much um and uh. You know, I to be honest, if it was the Olympics, I don't think, I don't think those matches would be that close. Kyle wouldn't let them be as close as they are. Yeah, but gutsy to see him get another late takedown to win a match. You know, he's ice in the veins to see him go after. All right, gotta get a takedown after the match was kind of stolen from him late, and he got it. Quick shot, quick finish. When he got in deep several times against Odakaz, they couldn't finish, but. Cracked through, got it done. Still, still the youngest guy on the team. Yeah, yeah, he's younger than Daringer, isn't he? He's younger than Jaden. He's younger than Daringer. Yeah, not younger than Mark Hall, but he didn't wrestle. Right. 
Heavyweight, um, kind of interesting. Varner the first three, then Zach Ray in the last one. Yeah, I guess the Ray was dinged up with a knee, I believe, and the um, I guess the thing was that Varner had a lot taken out of him by Hottie, just giving up 60 pounds or whatever he was giving 47. up. 47. 47 pounds different. I mean, Hottie... He had to use the allowance to make 125. That is ridiculous. Um, Varner's, you know, weighing in with a Jimmy Johns Back, backpack you know? on, right? Yeah. yeah, in his hand. So that he battled, but what what can you do? You can't. He, he, 47 pounds. You can't do it. Like that guy knows what he's doing, and even still, he competed, and uh, you know, we could have won. We didn't win. Second year in a row, second year in a row, our, uh, the Iran Iran match comes down to heavyweight. Heavyweight, and we lose four four. I think we lost five three last time too. I don't know that to be true. Is that what it was? I, I don't. don't know. Whatever the case, whatever it the definitely case was, did come down to heavyweight. That's last right. year. If we would have won heavyweight, we would have won. Right, and uh, so unfortunate it couldn't happen because I like our chances against Russia. But it didn't happen. We didn't beat them, and um, you know that's that's how it goes. The the real I knew takeaway, it was going to be tough. I, I knew it was going to be tough to um, bounce back against that Georgian team after such a, you know, a loss to Iran like that. You know, we wrestled our you wrestled your guts out. Not only are you tired, uh, but you're deflated. You know. Yeah, you could have been in the finals in L.A. We could have won it in front of you know American fans now. Didn't get do to you, do that. What do you make? What do you make of Travell sitting? Now, I, I said, I said immediately, like uh, regarding the World Cup, that Travell shouldn't wrestle. Like, what's the why? Why wrestle there? And then they put him on the roster, and I'm like, uh, well, I guess I'm wrong. I guess he's really, really healthy. But why risk it? Yeah. And uh, ultimately, he didn't wrestle. Do, do you think? What what do you know here, Christian? Do you know is he having problems with the back? Is it a precautionary thing? Uh yeah. He's he's injured, you know, he's not been able to train the way that, you know, you'd like to before you go out and compete. And, you know, wasn't properly, you know, able to prepare for a match matches like this. So uh, Well hopefully he's I mean there's a lot of time. There's still a lot of time. There's still a lot of time, but it's, it's, it's just months. it's just scary knowing he's had the surgery, right? He's been operated on. He comes back, he makes the team, but is barely able to, you know, um, get through the tournament. And now he's suffering through this. The, I just the, wonder. Yeah. The question that immediately popped up. When Varner, oh yeah, this is, a silly, this is a silly question. I'm surprised this many people have asked it. The question that immediately popped up was: If Travell cannot go for Rio, can Varner wrestle off for heavyweight? No, no. He he, he picked his weight. You pick you picked your weight. That's the weight you go. And mm-hmm. I think I think there's a little overreaction between him winning big against the Aziri. Like, He's small. Well, he's small and he's 
also not great more than anything. He's and not, he's young. I yeah. mean, it, it was a junior last year. Yeah, yeah. So, we, I, uh, it's it's people saying that he would be a better option than Ray. I don't think that that's true. I mean, he's not. He's too small. He's too small, mm-hmm. and we've talked about should he move up, but that's not the point. That's not the point. Whether he'd be better, whether he'd win an Olympic championship at 125 is not the question. You can't just go up and challenge for a weight. You know, if you wanted to be the 125 rep, you could have gone 125. So, no, there's not going to be some special wrestle-off if Travell can't go. If Travell can't go, it's Ray. And uh, hopefully Ray's healthy. Jeez, I mean, we need a healthy heavy. Yeah. And I who, who who would it be? Was Quiz? Quiz? I guess Quiz, Quiz third. I think so. I think Quiz was third. Quiz or Dom, right? So one of those. Why do you think Quiz? Everybody was hurt or too small. Why did they ask Quiz to come to the World Cup? Well, the Ray injury popped up late. Get him on a plane. Yeah, I don't know if it's that easy. Yeah, for sure. I mean it. It would have been nice to have Gwiz there if, if Ray wasn't healthy and Barner's that small. I mean, Ray was limping around against Georgia, against Patrice, really. Yeah. And then, all right, Ray, we'll see what you got. You got the number one guy in the world. <laughs> right? <laughs> Go get her, champ. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't look at the score because the duel's on the line. So have, have fun with that. He just beat he just beat the world champ who teched his way through worlds. Um, give her heck, son. That's a great situation for your first match. That's a tough call. Christian, what's up? It's been an hour. Oh my goodness. We're gonna run it back Thursday, right? Accurate, accurate. We're gonna run it back Thursday. We want to say um, prayers sent out to Ian Malasuski, mm. uh, who was injured in Akron, neck injury. Uh, Scary he, stuff. He was a uh, runner-up at Fargo last year in Greco third and freestyle. Looked really good early in at Akron. Um, kid out of Erie, Pennsylvania, and, uh, you know, he's having a tough go of it right now after that injury to his neck, but thoughts and prayers to him and the Erie wrestling community. Amen. Amen. Um, thoughts and prayers. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. As Willie mentioned, we're going to do this again on Thursday, same time, same place. Um, cadet duels starting tomorrow, I do believe, so make sure you're Hopping on, checking those out. The best young wrestlers in the country trying to represent their states. And we will see you Thursday. Thanks again, guys.